0: Or listening to Terry Wickstrom Outdoors on one oh four three the fan. Let's go to the phones and joining us from Brad Peterson Outdoors is Brad Peterson. Good
1: morning, Brad. Good morning, Terry. It's, it's looking like a good morning, isn't it? It sure is. I, I heard you talking earlier about the uh, the crazy weather we've been having and just how wet it's been and and the forecast of some some nice stable weather sure Sure is a is a pleasant change of pace. Yeah, they're still threatening some storms today, but then
0: it looks like we get a few, two very dry days, hopefully, with very little chance of rain, and then some actually July-type heat, and there's some mixed storm chances in there, but low possibilities and scattered. So we may
1: be able to even do some evening fishing. I tell you what, that'd be good, because I know trying to get you out on those early morning bites, just isn't easy anymore.
0: <laughs> I have become a banker's hour fisherman, but I'd get up early to go with you.
1: Um, what is going on out there? What are you seeing? I tell you what, uh, we've as as we've been talking, you know, all spring and early summer, the temperatures have kind of been real slow at progressing, but uh, the last week or so, the almost all the lakes have got into that lower to mid-70-degree range, which really sets up the summer patterns. So you're seeing a lot of the the traditional summer patterns happening along the north front range, like uh, Boyd Lake. We talk about it quite often this time of year, but that white bass bite has just really turned on in the last week. They're boiling all over the lake, and if you've got an opportunity to get off of shore, whether that's a boat, a kayak, a paddle board, whatever it is, you're able to get into those boils right now at Boyd, and the numbers of fish are just phenomenal. And you, you can still catch some walleyes, you know, pulling bottom bouncers there for sure.
0: What about the trout at lakes like Boyd? Have they started now to go a
1: little deeper, maybe a little less
0: accessible?
1: They have. Um, the thermocline's pushing that 20 foot depth right now at Boyd, and those trout have moved down deeper. So if you're really wanting to target the trout, I'm going to say you need to get below 10 feet of of water, get your lure between that 10- and 20-foot range. You still can catch some. The one spot in the lake that you can still get some fish up shallow, again, if you're able to get out on a boat, is they put some aerators on that south half about three years ago, And they're turned on now, so they bring some of that water from the bottom up, and those areas stay a little bit cooler. So if you get out early in the morning, oftentimes there's some really good trout, not quite right in that bubble line, but within about 20 feet of it either side, and usually quite a few white bass. So it's a good spot that you can get out there, do some casting, um, but you definitely need to be out there early because it's right in the middle of where everyone skis. So once the boat traffic gets going, it's really hard to get out there and fish. But if I was going to go out for boy, that's where I would target. Um, if you're looking for trout, um, on other lakes, I would target a little bit of our deeper lakes. So I would go up to horse tooth or Carter. Both of those are going to be a little bit cooler and still have a better opportunity at trout, especially some nicer trout. And I know that, uh, Carter's still producing some largemouth bass, and the walleyes are just starting to turn on. And at Horsetooth, the smallmouth have kind of started moving out of the coves along with the walleyes. So fishing just the first point inside the cove or the main lake points for the smallmouth and the walleyes, I would be looking for those schools of smelt and uh, trolling through those during the evening hours into the night for your best chance to get into walleyes. What are you seeing on
0: the northeast lakes? Now, there's a sportsman's caucus coming up. We're going to talk about it in the next segment. But one of those caucuses is the northeast, and there's some concern about the consistency of fishing there, isn't there?
1: There really is. um, You know, I have not talked to anyone that's done good at jumbo. The low water really hurt that. Everyone kind of knew that that was coming. Um, But Sterling just... Last year was a tough year at Sterling. Uh, This year has even been harder. They've got a tournament going on this weekend, and I talked to several teams that were out there pre-fishing. And and these are some of the better walleye anglers in the state, you know, and and they're getting three, four, five fishes all in a day of fishing. So uh, it'll be interesting to see what their results are. But um, Sterling's been fishing tough. If you want to go to any one of those I-76 lakes, Pruitt is the best one. Pruitt's at full capacity. It's got a lot of those fish that were stocked in 2020. Those fish are kind of 12 to maybe right at about 15 inches right now. But you can get out there and get on some real good action of 20 and 30 fish days. um, Pitching jigs along the mud lines. If the wind's blowing, if not, uh, trolling uh, crankbaits with planer boards kind of just spread out until you find the fish the lake doesn't have a lot of structure so you need to cover water to figure out where the fish are on that given day what about glendo glendo's still fishing really solid um the lake is full it's dropped about a foot and a half from its peak this year but this is the fullest it's been in about oh probably three four years now and the fish are still relatively shallow um i'll be up there Heading up Monday and Tuesday to do some fishing and some guiding up there. But uh, people are still catching them in that 6 to 10-foot range on the points, uh, pitching jigs. There's a few fish back up in the brush. They're starting to move out of there a little bit to the weed beds. So if you can find the weeds that there's water above and pull something, whether it's uh, you know a crankbait above that uh, in Muddy and Airport, you know, those are two good areas this time of year. And then start looking at the flat out there at Sandy. Uh, that always has fish this time of year. And if you're more of someone who enjoys pulling bottom bouncers, maybe you're fishing with kids and you don't want to get snagged, either that Sandy beach area or pitch and slip bobbers on the point are going to produce good numbers of fish. And you have a legitimate chance at, at fish over 26 inches every day you're out there at Glendale.
0: Let's, let's circle back before we run out of time. We only got a couple minutes left, but the white bass at Boyd, to me that there's other lakes too, like the white bass can get really prolific down at John Martin. There's a few other lakes around the state, but when those white bass are boiling, when they, whether it's white bass or wipers at Boyd, it tends to be white bass, but when you're getting those boils, it can be some of the most exciting action consistent fishing, but a lot of people don't understand it. Let's talk tactics a little bit. You and I approach it a little differently, but the same way, but maybe different lures.
1: Tell us how you approach the white bass. Well, just approaching the white bass is a key that I think a lot of people make a mistake on. When you see a boil, you want to get over there as quick as possible, but you don't want to be running your motor in through that boil or it'll push them back down. So, either use your electric to get you over there and then shut it off and kind of coast that direction, or if it's a little bit of distance, you know, hit your big motor, but make sure that it's shut off and you're coming in as quiet as possible. That's the first mistake I see a lot of people make. But when I'm fishing there, right now they're feeding on really small shad. So I target smaller lures. We tried, you know, a three-inch twister tail, and it was getting bit a little bit. But uh, a a two-and-a-half-inch kind of uh, minnow-style bait, like a fluke or a power minnow, on a light jig head. Eight ounces, the heaviest you want to be throwing. And keep it up there in that water column was catching fish. But the best lure out there was a little uh, blue fox spinner that has a a feather, white feather tail. That was getting probably two or three-to-one bites versus everything else we're doing. Once the white bass get or the shad get a little bigger... One of my favorite ways to fish them is topwater, whether it's a small little prop bait or a popping bait, something like that. If you can get on those schools and use topwater, that's just fantastic. But it's going to be about another two, three weeks before those shad get big enough to try that. Yeah. And I think one of the keys and you and I both
0: agree that one of the keys is those fish are feeding up. So if something is too heavy and it sinks too quickly, you may get an occasional bite, but it sinks through before too many of the fish see it. A couple of things I like to use. I like, I like with you the top water once they're started. The fish get a little bigger. But right now I tend to, a lot of times I'll throw like a little original Rapala, a small one, or some kind of a small bait that doesn't hardly dive. And I'll just twitch it right out in the boil. And even though it's close to the surface, I'm getting a lot of bites on that. I really like that presentation, even this time of the year. And uh, you'll be surprised sometimes what else you'll catch. I caught the biggest walleye I ever caught at Pueblo on a surface boil, uh, throwing a a small minnow bait. So the important thing is not to let it get too deep. Uh, Shad colors are important. But, boy, if you can get into those. And, by the way, folks, there's a video on the Best of Fishing with Terry Wickstrom on Boyd where we throw uh, topwater baits for those white bass, and it's a it's a fish on every cast. We've got to wrap it up, Brad. If people want to get a hold of you, how do they find you?
1: They can check out. I've got a new website, and they can go to bpo.fishing, or they can uh, find me on Facebook at Brad Peterson Outdoors. All right, my friend. We'll talk again soon. Okay, thanks, Terry.
0: That's Brad Peterson. I was a great resource. We're going to take a quick time out. When we come back, Parks and Wildlife are going to join us and go over a few things happening, uh, like the caucuses coming up and some of the use of our state wildlife areas. All that and more coming up on Terry Wickstrom Outdoors on 104.3 The Fan.